Yeah. We should. Should be going now. Mic check. It's warm. It is warm. I brought this I brought a spare t-shirt with me. Yeah, like get rid of the farmer tan. <laughs> um I brought this t-shirt with me because I've like between you between that midday session finishing and you getting here, I was like, I can probably squeeze in a little session, like a little quick, like sort of 25, 30 minute session. Managed to get all of Monday's uh shred done. Well, the majority of it. Skip a few bits. We, we, we won't talk about that. I, I was considering bringing a deck chair as well. Just mm. a deck chair there. Opened you. Outside. Uh, there's one in the office. Excuse that. Like a proper deck chair. Proper one. Uh, with like a recliner on it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is that smashed? I'm going to hope no. We're still going. Like crack the screen? Mm, no, it's just the... So has that always been cracked? No, that's the uh, uh, the glass case thing. Oh, no. The screen protector. Might need to... Might go grab my bag, please. Oh, this is some great podcast content. <laughs> you paused it, or...? No, 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 we're still going. We're still rolling. Yes. And I think... That's the last one. Hopefully, yeah. Go ahead, stick that there. That way? Oh, yeah. We're onto a winner with that. Easy. Because my bag weighs a fucking ton. So. Isn't there isn't some, like, what's that, what's that law? It's like, it, it is both smashed and not smashed. Like, <laughs> um, there's some, like, like an Occam's razor type. Uh, saying like the so most that, likely yeah. thing is the it's, it's both the is it Schrodinger's cat or something like that? It is and it isn't. I think so. Yeah. Which one's that? I don't know. It's something like, yeah, it, it is both smashed and not smashed. It's both smashed and not smashed. Let's see if we can find this. I just made me think, what is like, whatever you can't see doesn't exist. It's like, because <laughs> if I'm facing the camera, the gym behind me doesn't exist. In Schrodinger's imaginary experiment, you place a cat in a box with a tiny bit of radioactive... Yeah, so we've fucked that up, really. With a tiny bit of radioactive substance. When the radioactive substance decays, it triggers a Geiger counter, which causes a poison or explosion to, release, to be released that kills the cat. In simple terms, Schrodinger stated that if you place a cat and something that could kill the cat, a radioactive atom in a box, and sealed it, you would not know if the cat was dead or alive until you opened the box. So that until the box was opened, the cat was, in a sense, both dead and alive. So it is. Yeah. It, so it's both smashed and not smashed. So we, we, we fucking we nailed that in the end in a roundabout way. <laughs> Schrodinger's cat. Or cat. <laughs> it was an imaginary experiment, so... Still poor Still, cat. I know, yeah. Still poor imaginary cat. Um... Like <laughs> that was an, an eventful introduction to the podcast. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Liverpool Strength Podcast. Um, I'm Martin Kimberley, joined as ever by James McPhee. How's things, James? Not bad. Warm. It's a bit warm, isn't it? Like what I was saying before, we were so rudely interrupted by the by the camera stand. For you would have th thought we would have learnt by now, because <laughs> that happens. 
last week, three weeks, three in, a weeks in a row, and we still have just used the exact same medicine ball. So, was it fool me once? Third shame time on you. lucky. <laughs> yeah. Fool me twice. Shame, shame on, on me. Fool, fool me three times. Shame on us both. Just idiots. <laughs> yeah. I I draw though, I really like the action shots of when it like falls over. It's just it's for that it's, it's like, oh no. Fucking chaos. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I brought this black t shirt with me because I managed to get that um that session done and it was a pretty sweaty one. It was a pretty difficult sweaty one. Um thinking, yeah, it'll hide the uh the pit stains. I think doing a pretty good job so far. Which is always nice because I do feel a bit warm and a bit sweaty and a bit horrible. So in hot weather, do you have hot coffee or iced coffee? Always hot coffee. Always, always hot, always hot coffee. coffee. Like I'm gonna say something that you might find a bit controversial here, but I think that cold coffee is just a bit minging. Like I've had it in but places. I say the difference between cold coffee, coffee gone cold, and then mm. iced coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, iced coffee. I think it's fucking disgusting. I'm being honest, like I've tried to like it when I've been in like when I've been in coffee shops and they've gone, Oh, try this cold brew. I try it and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's it's really nice. Oh thanks. Um but yeah, I'm not not a fan of uh not a fan of cold brew coffee at all. Not really a fan of cold cold coffee, iced coffee, like it's hot or it's nothing. I mean, can't this doesn't really pass for coffee, if I'm being honest. It's Costa, it's uh a bit shit and it's gone up in price as well out of a bloody machine this is like an in case of emergency Same, one cost the coffee cost the cost of cost the fucking fortune yeah. <laughs> but yeah um not a fan of cold brews well, not a fan of cold coffees yeah. 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 Mm. water out of a mug can be have you ever had water in a can now that is like a revelation like an ice cold can of water i think it was last summer me, Jane, and Grace were walking around, and Oscar as well. We were walking around Sefton Park, and we came across like this little pop-up shop thing that they've got there, and they were selling uh, water in a can. Like, ended up getting a couple because they didn't have any plastic bottles. It's also better for the environment, like metal cans, easier to recycle and all that. Got a couple of uh, got a couple of cans of water, and fucking decent. I would ten out of ten would drink water out of a can again <laughs> i think that just confused me like sen sensory wise you're expecting something fizzy yeah. and it's not it is it's literally just water but don't knock it have you tried it i mean i've tried like i have like any drinks during training I've, like, like still i like well the can was still water uh, yeah. Like, yeah 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 Ice cold uh, tin of uh, of water is fucking highly recommended. Last year, the CrossFit Games were sponsored by. Mm. And like they had cans of water, like monster water. It was monster water. Weird. There is one called. Uh, oh, what's it called? Is it called like Death Wish or something like that? That's a coffee. That's a coffee company. That's that on it. Yeah, that's coffee. I'm sure there's like a. Like a fucking punch coffin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but drinking from a tin brings me on nicely to a little topic that I wanted to talk about today. Speaking of tinnies, yeah. Speaking of tinnies and cracking up, crack, cracking open a couple of cold ones. Um, I a cold can of water. 
<laughs> now, just imagine, just imagine like Stone Cold Steve Austin cracking two cans of water. <laughs> have you seen that on that topic? Have you seen the video of the kid who's it's his last day of school he and he gets off the boy? He's got cans of milk. <laughs> Fucking quality. <laughs> Smashes them both together and drowns himself in milk. Bet you he absolutely stunk after that. Straight in the back of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, getting back onto the subject of uh, cold tinnies. So, uh, last week, a week ago, yesterday, uh, our rugby team won a big final. Um, and obviously, straight after that, we were on the source. Literally, like, pretty much... It took longer than I expected for someone to pass me a, a beer, which was kind of frustrating. But on the flip side of that, it meant that I could get like nice photos of like the, the cup with like Jane and the baby and like teammates, me woman and dad and all that, and, and my sister. Um which has been like obviously like a hell of a journey and all that. So it was nice to like get all those. But all the way through it, I was thinking, where is my beer? Like, <laughs> normally it's like, how fast can you get hold of a drink after you finish playing rugby? Especially when the weather's like this. Now, obviously, being, we run a gym, being heavily into fitness and strength. Health conscious. Health, very highly health conscious. Not really a huge drinker. But with... The kind of culture that goes along with rugby especially after you've won a big final there's not really much else that you're probably going to be doing other than having a fair few beers now since and i mentioned this to you before we started recording mentioned it to me dad before before he trained because he was like he was he's also been a little bit worse for wear this week <laughs> since since last week, so a whole week, I would I would estimate that I've probably had every day the equivalent of like two pints of beer of lager. And obviously, on the Wednesday night, it was we were, we were booze until like two in too. the morning or something like that. Um, chin and pints out of the out of the tr out of the cup and all that kind of just like silly behaviour, which standard tasted fucking horrendous. Behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice metallic taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do not recommend that. Like, <laughs> out of a tin, yeah. Out of a similar material. It's probably been nope. science storage for... Uh, yeah. Before, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just in, like, a little... It's a little box. Comes in, like, this uh, this case. fancy case. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. Like, the effects that boozing has on performance. Now, through the season... Uh, through the rugby season, I would generally have maybe after a match, I would basically drink about two liters of water, have a rehydration drink, a protein shake, and then a, pint. And then a beer. Sometimes <clears throat> the beer comes first if it's been like a particularly like difficult thing, a particularly difficult match, or it's been like a good like last minute win or that kind of thing. But there's a process in place which is going to aid. Recovery, recovery first. Yeah. Recovery first. Look at that protein beer. Protein beer. Like I've been meaning to check that out. I've, I've not tried about it. There's um, grams in ten, it. Yeah, ten, 10, 20 grams in each in each tin, which is is going to help with obviously recovery. Obviously the the thing with with booze 
is that well starting from like the uh the energy balance point of view i don't really like the term empty calories that's generally what they are because your body can't really use them for anything so it's alcohol free yeah which Protein, yeah. is um is another t- that that would be a good one for after you've finished training and you fancy a beer um like that kind of placebo of just finished like a sweaty session people are dying for a for a drink like, i mean i don't really drink after a finished training because it's probably one of the worst things that you can do for your health your recovery and your performance but i get it like not everyone is not everyone uh, has to adhere by the same kind of guidelines that i do well if i'm with 29 grams of protein and three points it's 3.6 percent that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It it does surprise me that there isn't more Barbell like room. that. Um, but then the low and no alcohol movement is, I would I would say that it's gaining some traction. Like you see more and more people having those. But getting back to the point of how alcohol uh, affects performance. So obviously from the energy balance standpoint they're generally just empty calories because your body can't really use them for anything. Um, so it's pretty useless as a as a macro because you're not going to get any energy from it. You're not going to get any recovery from it. Yeah, your body, your body sees alcohol as a poison. Mm. Just, everything else gets pretty much shut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it shuts everything down. I'll make sure this doesn't fall over again. That's right. Shuts everything else down. To try and get this alcohol out of the system. Mm. Yeah, and then obviously, um, which is why I was I was if I have a drink I always get doms afterwards. Yeah, yeah. and I never I never get doms until I drink. I've like, got doms like, and it's I'm I'm like I feel like I've played rugby and last last Wednesday it was a hard match it was a difficult game to play in, but I think that I would have been okay by like Saturday if it had just stopped drinking on the Wednesday. Like yeah. the Thursday had a few beers, the Friday had a few beers, because me and James we should also include in this that we went on holiday, we went on a, like a little camping trip, so it was like go on a hike, have a few beers, um, get a few beers for the tent, all that kind of shit. And essentially, the reason why we've been drinking so much is because we've been getting rid of those beers that we got. <laughs> it's not like a, it's not like a, a normal. Uh... What are you doing over there? I think he was talking to someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Just completely stopped me in my tracks. It's not like it's a normal, um, a normal every week occurrence. Um, but I do feel like if I'd have stopped drinking on the if I'd have just had the big night on the Wednesday and stopped drinking completely, Thursday would have been, was a bit ropey, to say the least. But I probably would have been okay by Friday because would have gone through the whole recovery process because that just went right out the window, the whole rehydration tablet uh, drink, like it's, you know, a little effervescent tablet. Rehydration, two liters of water, protein shake, then beer. That went out the window completely. <laughs> Straight to the beer. Because if you think about it, it's the longest amount of time between having to perform again. So essentially now 
it's the off season and then the next thing will be pre-season and then obviously the season will start in like i think it's august something like that so as long as you're kind of feeling fresh and fit for august doesn't really matter too much but obviously the type of things that we do in between are going to come into play and determine like your fitness levels so probably the next thing that I would mention as a way that alcohol interferes with your recovery and performances that straightforward one dehydration so like like james just mentioned it's the main cause of hangover isn't it mm -hmm. dehydration massive dehydration that's why generally your piss is a funny color <laughs> um why you get those aches and pains because your body essentially your your uh your fluids have been like replaced <laughs> with with booze sometimes you wake up looking a bit leaner so, mm, like, uh, so it's a, it is a bit of a trade-off that you can do a an after shots. photo and be a bit more ripped because <laughs> you're more dehydrated but also you'd feel like shit at what cost <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so there's also that which would obviously come into play that if you're dehydrated it's going to affect your performance because your muscles aren't going to be able to function as they would do normally um and probably the last one more from like a probably more from like a an aesthetic point of view and um, it blunts muscle protein synthesis so pretty sure yeah 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 pretty sure that there's good data to say um like one or two drinks every so often is like literally not going to do anything it's like it's negligible how much it affects it but if you can't constantly having big nights i would say that on like last wednesday it was like a 10 15 painter type situation so obviously the next day i felt fucking awful felt absolutely horrendous um but from like having the the net two beers every day i felt it in my body but yeah. still push being able to push through and train to a much like lower extent like not being able to lift as heavy not being able to push myself as hard on the flip side the next time i need to perform again for rugby is in august it's like two months two-ish months so a week of feeling like shit it's not really the end of the world having like a, an off season and a bit of a break from absolutely hammering it absolutely hammering training and rugby training and matches and all that kind of thing it's not really going to do anything i mean what what's your thoughts on boozing because uh, you're not really a big drinker are you not really i mean mm. the occasion of like whiskey of a something but mm. don't really Right when i was younger i just never started i'll be binging when i was like 16 to 18 <laughs> yeah. before i actually got into the gym mm. Like just doing a bit OCD with the health and fitness stuff, like reasons bad. <laughs> yeah, That's still sort of subconscious in there, but my dad don't go crazy. But I'm the type of person with a drink. I've got a drink. Like can't have one or two. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, on it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the reason we've only been having one or two is because, like, after those, it's like, oh my god, I'm shattered. I'm gonna go to sleep now. <laughs> Yeah, well, pro another thing actually with with boozing 
interferes with sleep. So, um, it's a um, sedative. Sedative, yeah. yeah. Um, it puts you to sleep, but when we're getting to sleep, that makes sense. You're essentially, okay. just in an unconscious state, which isn't isn't really restful. It's not restorative, which is what sleep is. You're restoring like your brain and your bodily functions because booze interferes with the process of like actually falling asleep you skip certain stages um which which are crucial to uh improving performance improving body composition with all that being said um if you do enjoy having a bevy then that's fine like if you if you enjoy having a bevy and you want to improve your body composition, that's where you might want to have a little look at, right, what is my booze consumption like? Could I adjust things a little bit so that rather than having five pints of lager every night, I maybe have like two gin and tonics? Like that's like what? Thousand calories versus like yeah. 160 or something like that. So generally speaking, track it as well. Mm, I have clients yeah. who, Every Saturday, he'd have a, a bottle of wine, and that's the first thing. You wake up on Saturday morning, put that in my fitness pal. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, pretty, a a good way of making sure that even if you do go over that, you still accounted for something. And the rest of the time, you can you really have to worry too much about it. And like one of the members here, he was saying on Sunday, they had like a little kid's party, went down, had a few drinks, and then on the way home, had a few more. Watched the match, got nervous, had <laughs> a few more drinks. And we're drinking between there and going to see family. <laughs> and at the end of the night, he said he even went back and logged it all. Yeah. It's like just over 3,000 calories worth of beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, like, it, it, it can add up pretty quickly. Um, generally, when I've got like a big night, so like that Wednesday, we knew that if we, it sounds kind of cocky, but we knew we were going to win basically. I, I'd already put 10 beers, 10 pints of Moretti into <laughs> into my fitness pal. So like through the rest of the day, I was like, okay, I'm probably going to go a bit over my calories because there's a match there. So I'm probably going to eat as normal. But I know that like either side, like on the Thursday, on the Thursday, I ran under by about 500 calories. Then on the Friday, it was about where I should have been. Then on the Saturday, went right under. Yeah. Um, so... It was like a net, net about right. So body composition wise uh, and weight wise didn't really change um, because that over overarching principle of energy balance, calories in, calories out, was stuck to across an extended period of time, not just like a day or two, um, which makes the biggest difference. So you can the point that I suppose in a roundabout way that we're trying to make is that you can still have a have a bevy and make the progress that you want. It might just mean that your performance in the gym and out of the gym is affected a fair bit. Because um, I, I do still have like the sensation of doms. Probably from walking up and down big quarries and cliffs and shit like that in, in, uh, in, in Wales. But also from boozing and not really being properly hydrated um, in between sessions. But on the flip side, like I was saying, if you do enjoy having a drink and 
you're looking to improve your body composition, a good little hack for that is to switch from beer or wine because wine's quite dense in calories, isn't it? Like I've never really looked into it, but I would say a bottle's between like five to a thousand calories, depending on the type of bottle that it is. Probably a pretty good hack would be to switch from those to clear spirits and diet mixes. Um, yeah, I used to drink like vodka diet cokes because I was like the the, the lowest health, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the health, healthiest. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm at the point where I was like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, I want to drink something nice. Like, mm, but yeah, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. On the flip side of that, if you know that you've got a big night coming up then run so every pint of beer is what between like maybe 150 and 250 calories something like that monday to friday all right shut up run between 250 and 500 a day under so that you know you can have between five and ten beers at the weekend like the thing that it comes back to is being accurate with your tracking banking calories isn't it? Mm. banking calories for the weekend making sure that you've given yourself enough enough room to enjoy them without worrying about things like there's nothing worse than being on a night out because I've been in a situation where I've gone, oh, I can't, I can't drink anymore because I've already gone over my calories. Like it's not, it's not a great mindset to be in. If you can do that while, classic example is mon- people say Monday to Friday, I'm great, I'm really, it's really easy to stick to like tracking and food and all that kind of stuff. All right, then sound Monday to Friday. Then let's account for your booze intake at the weekend and drop them by two fifty to five hundred because then five hundred calories is like essentially two pints of strong beer like that's probably it's probably an overestimation of what it would be really um but yeah booze it does affect you go on yeah it's also not something to do every week mm. as it becomes a disorder yeah yeah, yeah i'm eating this much because i want to because i want to get fucking laddered yeah, yeah like like probably the point i was trying to make with this last week is that's not a regular occurrence like would maybe yeah, have yeah, like two or three beers on a Saturday after playing rugby. Like me, easy to make it like, like a weekly thing if you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're always accounted for, but some weeks wouldn't have any. Some weeks would have five or six. Other weeks would go for weeks and weeks without having anything. Um, and then other weeks it'd be maybe one or two, that type of thing. So. There are ways of of inserting it in there, getting the booze in there, and doing it relatively stress and guilt free. Um, but yeah, like like you like you say, you don't want it to become a thing where you develop an eating disorder because because you want to get slaughtered at the weekend. Like that's probably the point where you'd want to seek a little bit of help because you've probably got a food and a booze problem or the definitely the early onset of them. Um, let's be honest, booze, at the end of the day, like like you mentioned before, it's, po- it's literal poison. It's literally poison. 
it's like the two ways you can do it is you can like like I said bank calories or on the day put in my fitness pal first like track it and then eat around it mm. like pretty much just protein only for the day yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and then a big sweaty kebab on the way home yeah <laughs> so yeah my mom's always kfc kfc yeah. it's protein <laughs> <laughs> a big family bucket to yourself uh, nice nice to get on selling the just <laughs> yeah booze it's not great for you but when the weather's like this it's pretty fucking hard to say no <laughs> um all right speaking of protein beer members here they had um so they got that clear way it's like sample box mm. i was thinking of like the drinks you can make with that they touch had the lemon and lime clear way you could make like i was like am i just bit of tequila, tequila. <laughs> yeah yeah, that's a that's a pretty good shout. I'm sure I'll get the the cold ones and have a, like a bit of rum and coke. Or rum and coke. Yeah. <laughs> so you get in the booze and you also, you also get the protein. You also get some protein. It's like I always think about that and how would that affect um, protein synthesis? Like, would it have that much of an effect on it? Past ethics. Yeah, right, right. Suppose if you if you were mixing it yourself, like if you were mixing it yourself, then it probably wouldn't be that much of an issue but how would oh, like i'm sure there'd be like a, a limit you could give someone mm. is is there like to... is there a threshold of like booze that you reach where it's like okay we can't <laughs> if we take any more booze in then synthesis is gonna go down type thing <clears throat> um or like shut off completely um that's a it's a funny one that isn't it like i i do think about that quite a lot because one little hangover cure, which is, I wouldn't say it's a cure, I'd say it's more more of a prevention. Because firstly, don't drink in the first place, because that's the easiest way to make sure you don't get a hangover. But secondly, um, going through the, generally, the protocol that I spoke about for recovery after I've played rugby, like is drink a shitload of water, have a protein shake, have a rehydration tablet. If you can do those three things... Or like at least two of them before you go to bed after you've got pissed, you, your hangover's probably not going to be as bad. And anecdotally speaking, when when I've done that, and I've got in and be, got home and been like, okay, I'm going to be pretty hungover tomorrow. Let's like smash two pints of water um, and a protein shake. Be bloated as fuck, probably up pissing all night, but generally feel okay the next day. Um. That has, anecdotally for me, made my hangovers a bit better. Um, yeah, I think I think it's an interesting subject. It definitely needs more research. That that would be an interesting study if you were to compare. Because how would you set the study up? You'd have to compare, like someone having like a rum and coke, someone having like a cola flavored protein and rum, and then like a control group. Just have one with just like regular rum and coke, I think. Like. Yeah. Like the run by itself, then, or the mix or whatever, and then the protein there. Yeah, you'd have to like, um, it'd probably be easy to do with like one drink, but then it would obviously, you'd have to take into account the diet for like throughout the rest of the day, wouldn't you? Like, if one of them's like, uh, if one of them's like, let's say keto, for example, but the other one's vegan, then they're probably gonna have like better pro- protein synthesis, aren't they? Because they're going to be ingesting like fuckload more protein. Some like regular non 
special diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it is it's a fascinating one. I mean, I'm sure students would love that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any students watching or listening, propose this for your for your masters or your PhD. Let's let's get to the bottom of it. I'll happily volunteer to be ChatGPT. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Booze is bad for you, but I've come to the conclusion that rather than getting people to stop drinking, let's figure out tactics that you can still enjoy yourself and make the progress that you want to make. Because at the end of the day, that's what's most important, really. Like This country and the culture that's in this country and specifically like the northwest of England is anything good happens, go have a beer. Anything bad happens, go have a beer. If nothing happens, go have, a, go have a beer. If something happens, but it's not good or bad, go have a beer. And that's like the the, the, the culture of, of this country, which I'm not saying is good or bad, right or wrong. It just is what it is. But if you want to perform at your best and you want to um, you want to make aesthetic changes to your body, then booze probably isn't really going to fur very highly on the things that are going to serve you well to achieve what you want. And that's my kind of two cents on it. Have you got anything you want to add to that? Uh, nope. Nope. Sound. Pretty good conversation, that. I liked it. Liked it a lot. I especially liked it when the, when the camera fell over. Like, highlight of the day for me, that. Um, Let's go get some pints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go get some booze. Um, there'll be links in the description for some free stuff, so check that out. Uh, leave us a comment. Uh, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff because it obviously does help with growth and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. I'm keeping out of my protein cocktails coming soon. <laughs>